Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Israel's ambassador to Canada is back with us on the program, Ambassador Ido Moed. And uh, Mr. Ambassador, thank you so much for making time for us today. Thank you very much, Roy, for having me again. Um, could you share with us, please, what you can about the state of the pause in fighting between Israel and Hamas, and Hamas now saying that Israel is in non-compliance with the agreement that was arranged, and so they're delaying the release of the second batch of hostages, unless they've already done that in the last little while. Uh, yeah, well, Hamas is Hamas. It's a, it's a genocidal terrorist organization that will uh, never stand by its word. They have uh, broken every uh, ceasefire, any agreement that we've had with them in the past, or anybody had with them in the past. We never had direct agreements with them in the past because we don't believe them. But as you know, until October the 7th, there was, in, in effect, uh, a ceasefire that they broke with their uh, atrocious attack. So uh, at the moment, we are, as, as things stand, uh, the issues have been resolved. The, uh, the the new life Hamas was that uh, for some reason Israel was committed to do something which it already did, but Hamas came up with some uh, some excuse. But the deal is going to go through and hopefully will be completed before the end of the day in Israel. So everybody is anticipating the release of uh, some more uh, women and children. Uh, eight children, uh, five women, and seven uh, non-Israelis. Uh, what condition, uh, health-wise, emotionally? I imagine emotionally, it's been a hugely distressing experience. I mean, how could it not be? What, 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 what's the state of the hostages who've been released? Do you know? Uh, we don't know much yet. They are isolated. They've been uh, meeting, of course, with the family and uh, some of their friends. Uh, we saw images uh, earlier uh, today of uh, Rui, a nine-year-old boy who was released with his mother, and his uh, classmates uh, came to hug him, which is really fills your eyes with tears when you see that. Uh, but they are isolated. They have been um, in, in dark, uh, held in the dark all these days, so they need to be uh, protected. Uh, the site, of course, and they still need to undergo some medical tests. Mostly physically are well, but we don't know psychologically, of course, what, what traumas they witnessed on October the 7th and, and what transpired between them then and now. These 49 days that they were held in tunnels, uh, we don't know what they were witness to in, in those tunnels, and um, it seems like it will take them a lifetime to, to get over their their, their, their uh, emotional issues because is, this is really horrendous. This terrorist organization spares no no effort to to harm and terrorize the Israeli population, such as, as they do now also with trying to postpone this deal. And, and really, it's heart-wrenching to see what is going on in Israel right now. Yeah. Ambassador, it's uh, been said that Hamas is also indicated if uh, an extension of the hold of the fighting is granted, then significantly more hostages are promised to be released. Would, it, would Israel be interested in that kind of an arrangement with Hamas? It seems like they're just trying to, well, clearly they're trying to buy time. Um, 
Minister of Defense uh, Yoav Gallant said today that, uh, and very rightly, that Hamas understands only force. And so they were willing to start a negotiation only when there was a military force. And they, when, that, when the force, when the pressure increased, they were willing to come up with a concrete offer. And when the pressure was increased even further, they came up with an offer that could be part of a negotiation. So we are not going to relent. We are going to con- continue our pressure on Hamas and uh, until all the hostages are released. And uh, we know that that's the only way that they understand. There is nothing else that we can do. We are one of the objectives, of course, of this war is to release all the hostages. Another one is to crush Hamas completely and destroy their capability of to threaten Israel in the future. And, uh, you know, we have to remember, Roy, that this this organization that uh, is, is holding also the Gazan population hostage, it has nothing to do with uh, resolving uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. All they want to do is to destroy Israel. And they repeated that. They said it also several days ago. Their leaders said it again and again. We are going to repeat the same kind of a massacre again and again and again until we... Uh, destroy Israel. So uh, we are fighting this terrorist organization and we are trying to do whatever we can to spare lives of those who are not involved. But we want to release all the hostages and we want to release them as quickly as possible and therefore we'll keep on the pressure. You know, it's Jake Tapper who uh, issued an editorial some weeks ago and uh, Mr. Tapper on CNN uh, ran back video and audio of Hamas leaders being questioned by media they'd agreed to talk to. And they were asked, so you have all these miles and miles of tunnels under Gaza. Why do you not uh, turn them over to or, or have Palestinians in those tunnels to to protect them from from airstrikes? And the, uh, the Hamas representative said, no, those tunnels are for us. They're not for the uh, Palestinians. The Palestinians are refugees. They're the UN's problem. That was such a callously brutal, dismissive statement about Palestinians. Uh, I don't know how anybody can can mistake what it's about, Ambassador. Yes, exactly. You're absolutely right in that. The Hamas leaders also say that they uh, that Palestinian lives should be sacrificed. Just pure and simply that. Palestinian lives have to be sacrificed. So their intention is to have Palestinians die for the cause of whatever cause they they uh, pursue, which is, of course, the annihilation of Israel. And uh, so they don't hide the fact that it's not their responsibility in their eyes. And the, the extent of their crimes, the war crimes that they are ex- committing, the fact that we're talking about a genocidal terrorist organization, um, is is incredible, and um, you mentioned that the, the idea that they say the United Nations should protect the people. I'm afraid to say that uh, in in that case, also the United Nations, it's not their role to protect people, but it is their role to protect uh, to come up for for people who are in in need and in danger. And you know, we're celebrating today. We are marking today. We're not celebrating, but we are marking today. The uh, International Day uh, for uh, to combat for, for the combat against violence against women, 
Uh, we have we want to mark this day also in Israel, but we find it very hard because we see that the United Nations uh, fails to acknowledge the fact that Israeli women were brutally attacked by Hamas terrorists, um, and uh, the fact that their women hostages uh, have been, of course, also uh, as we've seen in some of the images, uh, savagely treated. This is something that is, in our eyes, outrageous, just as the fact the fact that children, uh, the UNICEF, the International Organization for the Children in the World, uh, did not find it in their hearts, or at least did not publish any statement regarding Israeli children that uh, were, were massacred on October the 7th. You know, there is this little girl called Liel Chetroni. She was 12 when she was thrown into the fire in the kibbutz, and it took six weeks, six weeks, for archaeologists to identify the very few remains that were left of her after this crime. And there is nobody that comes up for that internationally, and this is, I find it abhorrent. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, Israel, and we all know this, had concerns with Mr. Trudeau's public declarations of what he expects of Israel in its fighting with Hamas, with Prime Minister Netanyahu responding on Twitter or X to Mr. Trudeau. Uh, Mr. Trudeau said more and similar things at the APEC summit in San Francisco just a week ago. Is Israel concerned about the statements from, still concerned about the statements uh, from Mr. Trudeau and his foreign affairs minister, Jolie? Do you think that uh, Canada has a role to play or should we now just clam up? It's, uh, well, Canada, first of all, is stands strongly in support of Israel. And uh, the fact that uh, there are uh, there is an emphasis on on the humanitarian aspect. It's something that we uh, we we know from Canada and the fact that Israel upholds international law uh, to the fullest, to a level that I think very few countries in the world uh, have been doing in the past. That's something that is very well known here. Uh, what we are talking about is actually our mutual desire to spare lives, and I, I think that in that we agree very strongly because this is what we feel. We, we know that Palestinians will were and will be our neighbors, uh, and so we want to try and make sure that uh, when we are fighting a terrorist organization called Hamas, we are uh, aiming for Hamas and not uh, harming others. However, I think that the idea that resolving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict now will also resolve the issue with the terrorist organization called Hamas, I think that idea is somewhere where, where you might disagree. In our eyes, uh, fighting Hamas is completely independent from what we'll do in the future. And when you look at Israel protecting Palestinians in Gaza to allow them to move through humanitarian corridors, or when Israel stops at the gate of the Al-Shifa hospital to make sure that whatever happens, first and foremost, the patients and staff are evacuated. Uh, we provide water and medication. We provide uh, incubators. We do the utmost that we can. While farm fighting a war against Hamas, under fire, we are trying to protect those lives that are most vulnerable and which have become human shields for a terrorist of Hamas. So we see it a bit differently. We have to fight Hamas and we have to find a way 
to uh, make sure that Palestinians uh, that are not involved stay out of harm's way. It's not completely in our hands, unfortunately. It's a terrorist organization, Hamas, that pushes them inside into harm's way. As we said, they feel that they should be a sacrifice. And so uh, anything that has to do with this war right now should be uh, directed at eliminating Hamas terrorist organization. And we will resume our efforts to um, build a life and a future together with the Palestinians when this is over. But I think that the timing for discussions of, uh, regarding a two-state solution are a bit preliminary at the moment, given the fact that we are fighting a war and all our efforts are, go- are uh, geared into that. Yeah, I, we have about a minute. Uh, I find it interesting that Hezbollah has stayed right out of it. I mean, they are, they're talking, but they're not doing much. They've fired some missiles at, at Israel, but I, there are many people who failed, experts who felt that they would be into the fight fairly quickly and uh, sensing an opportunity and maybe Iran uh, back, obviously Iran backing them. Uh, does that surprise you that Hezbollah is relatively quiet? Uh, what's surprising is the fact that uh, we are uh, still uh, able to contain the continuous uh, provocations from Hezbollah. Not many people are familiar with the fact that they've been shooting tens of missiles into Israel mm-hmm. and caused casualties, but we're containing that because our, um, I think that Hezbollah is deterred by the fact that we will most probably, if we open the full-fledged war against Lebanon, Lebanon will not be the same as it was before, and the Hezbollah knows that. And uh, we have, again, nothing, nothing against the people of Lebanon, but uh, Hezbollah holding um, tens of thousands of precision-guided missiles aimed at Israel, that poses a very serious threat to Israel. And so um, we are very mindful and we are very prepared for an eventuality if this escalates any further. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.